all the latest news, views and reactions to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. Welcome to 442FM, the third instalment of our Asian Cup preview. Um, again, unfortunately, we don't have Kevin Ayres, editor, um, but we do have uh, Tim. Hello. Tim's back. Cronin. G'day. Good to be back. And Khan. Thanks for having me again. There we go, the Asian Cup team. Where, where is Kevin? Is he is he injured or has he been sacked by Tinkler? Or? Um, he is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, personal reasons. Personal reasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's unable to play this week. He's done a bit of a bit of a Vitor Sadler. <laughs> it's just been quietly put aside <laughs> out of the squad. He'll be back. Kev will be back. <laughs> he won't just um, blurbs into uh, obscurity. Uh, he will be back. That's, um, that's what I said with Vitor. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what Tony Robbins said about Vitor. He may still be back. <laughs> Adam's trying to get rid of him slowly. <laughs> right. So here we are. This this is this could be our last Asian Cup pod because next week there's going to be n- nothing to talk about. Damn. Hopefully a grand fi- a grand final a final win. Um, but uh, just before we get to that, let's go through the. Um, the Socceroo games both won 2-0 the uh, Australia-China let's start with Con can you just give me at least three reasons why Tim Cahill should be knighted Uh, because I went to school with him that's the first reason Uh, also because he always delivers uh, and because he's a super freak he is an absolute freak in the nicest possible way and he's a nice guy I feel like we fired him up for this game mm. by, by talking about him on last week's pod. Yeah, he must have been listening. Going, yeah. going to prove you guys. I gave him a little bit of stick <laughs> from memory. Yeah, so he does listen. Good on it. <laughs> Good on it. There you go. A bit of tough love. That's the way. Mm. Motivate your players. So, overhead kick. We'll start with that. That was his first bit of freak. It was a cracking goal, really, um, and. Like you never really see that. I think I think in the Japan game after that, uh, which I was at, and I think it was Keizuki Honda who tried to do something similar with the cross going into the box in the first half, which he absolutely stuffed up miserably. But it shows you how much of an impact that Tim Kao has, um, and how much attention that he grabs with you know his crazy skills. Um, I wrote that nowadays. It just seems as though you know Tim can't. He can't score without, you know, doing something special. Mm. Like, if he scores normally, people won't pay attention, but he's got to do something flamboyant to get into the headlines. Um, so, yeah, but... What's next? He's done a, a volley with his left foot. Yeah. He's done an overhead kick. Mm. He's done a goal from outside the box at the World Cup. He had a tap-in. Um, he's done uh, crazy headers. What else can he do? There's nothing else left. So, I... I- might be a Panenka, one of those Brazilian... He really needs one of those. That's what it's going to be. 
It's going to be the winning penalty in the final. He's going to run up, Rabona Penenka. <laughs> now that is this, 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 this is only two to left isn't to, it? to win the Just Asian Cup. Those. I reckon do it both. It's never been done before. <laughs> so uh, you might as well. You might as well. But then, as we saw in the A League, Penenkas don't. Work. That <laughs> yeah. often work. We will be dreadful. We will uh, come and to. Nicky Carl couldn't do uh, Rabona from memory for the Socceroos. That was a failure too. That was. And there was there was a Reninka in the uh, quarterfinal, um, in the penalty shootout by Abdul Rahman. There was Panikas everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Panikas all over the shop. <laughs> but if there were to be one, if there was to be one criticism of that goal, that overhead kick. Chris, is it, 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 is it, it an overhead right. or a bicycle kick? Uh, yeah, it was a bicycle head. There's a bit of shin in there. A bit of shin. Really? I mean, <laughs> I would love to. That wasn't what I was going to say. Shin, it was a great <laughs> shin. Excellent shin. I wasn't going to say I was going to say, as he was taking that, the Chinese defender that was marking him was lying on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> if that guy was upstanding, no chance. Tim K would not have been able to put that away. He was lying on the floor in pain. I, I, I think... He actually managed to like elbow him in the face or something, which is why he was down during the corner. So he was lying down. Franich um, headers the ball back in, and Kale scores. It's kind of Meanwhile, nice. the guy's just lying there, and no one gives a crap. I, 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 it's, I a, believe... it's a nice image because it's, it's like carnage around Kale. When he's... <laughs> yeah, and he has the composure to do that. I believe that Chinese defender came out and said he was kidnapped and robbed. Uh, <laughs> By Robert and, Allenby. Yeah, and, 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 then, and then a homeless person found him and, uh, and took him back to the dugout. But um, yeah, uh, I, I spoke to um, my. Uh, I do a podcast uh, called the A League Snobcast, which is actually hilarious. By the way, get on to that. Thank you very much. And um, my my co-host Rob Toddler um, told me that he spoke to one of his uh, friends, who's a Chinese uh, supporter. And he said, because that's typical of Chinese football, that's why we'll never do anything, because we, we have that kind of attitude where instead of trying to play the game and play it fairly, you're looking for easy way out. And, uh, yeah. It's not just the Chinese, though. We, we've seen that throughout the tournament. Mm. Teams have time-wasted, um, even when they're down. Even mm. when they're down. Mm. So it, it's not really against them. And even that Iraqi um, streaker, I think it was, <laughs> who ran on. And, uh, and those guys are just so frustrated, you know, what were you doing? You're wasting our time, we're behind, and mm. That's you know, a, we need something here. Uh, that was great to see. I, I, I've got a lot of time for that. I'm not sure, like, we were at the stadium, so I'm not sure if you I, saw... I saw it, you, I was at the stadium. And, was, did, did, you, did you see it on, did you watch it on TV? What was it again? Um, the, the Iraq, um, South Korea game, an Iraqi supporter ran on the pitch. Oh, um, yeah, and then the um, Iraqi, the the... the what do you call it, the police or the, the stewards tried to get him and they mm. uh, ushered him away, but the uh, Iraqi, player, Iraqi player then um, herded him out. Well, yeah, it was, it was the players as yeah. much as the, uh, the security, which is, um, you know, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying players should get involved in that because, you know, you don't know what these sort of uh, people that are running on the pitch are capable of, but it does show, you know, like, as you said, there's been there's been a lot of time wasting. There's been a lot of uh, you know these little sort of niggly things that have you know not sped up the game to uh, the Socceroos level. Like, Tim Tim's got a good. Uh, but a bloke had just sent in a great cross, and then they all had to stop and look at mm. the striker. So it was like, yeah, yeah, you can see where they got the so the, the, they're, they're frustrated. Um, so coming back to um, Oz China, I. Uh, after the game, I came into the office and the guys that sit around me all work on uh, different other sport titles and they were talking about the overhead kick. Obviously, that's the 
the most impressive for maybe not a, a football purist. And um, and I got the two goals up, and I got the header up on my big screen, and I worked through every single like I broke it down per second for that header. And that goal was as perfect a headed goal that you would ever see. Mm. I actually I, thought it was a better goal than the overhead kick. It was by far yeah. a better goal. Yeah, he had no right to to put that. He couldn't have put it any any better. No. And it just shows how much uh, his heading technique is as good as I've ever seen. If you, I ask everyone to to look on it and go frame by frame. When the cross comes in, he's almost he has to shift his body backwards to get into a position to get it he jumps up his legs are almost like a split in the air probably about four foot off the ground and his his neck that he positions himself to to head that ball perfectly down into the far bottom corner off the post was absolutely phenomenal and um, yeah I, I think it was twice the goal of the bicycle kick and I can't believe that he's 34 years old and he still jumps and like he's 26 or 25 when he first uh, mm. started playing for Moore. And it's just unbelievable how he's still athletic at that age. And he could be playing for years to come. Uh, he'll be playing in the next World Cup easily if um, he maintains that. And if that was a header by anyone else, you would have lost it. I mean, we, we mm. did lose it, but because he does it so often, you just get used to it now. Yeah, well, it's a great story about Kale, like you said, like play, uh, maybe playing on for the 2018 World Cup. I think for something like he has 10% body fat, which is just, like, abnormal. Mm. Like, it's just not right. And he must work so hard to keep himself in, in good shape. And, yeah, you can see how much it pays off. And there's, there's another story from his childhood where he would just spend hours with his dad practising leaping in the air mm. and his head in the back. And you can see what I practice does pay off. Yeah. Unusual, unusual skill to sort of, you know, practise in the to backyard. Home, yeah. yeah, but... Well, I did say that I did go to school with him, and I wasn't joking. I did go to the same high school, Kings Road North High School, represent, and uh, <laughs> he used to walk around um, with us around our school with with the football around on him. Mm. Never, never had it away from him. So, and he was um, he was he was a small, a little small kid as well. So, just goes to show, keep trying, kids. Mm. Did, Eat your Olympics like Timmy. Did he take as many selfies back then? No, I don't think days? he did. <laughs> <laughs> he Instagrammed back yeah, then. It was more, more Polaroid, but it was quite hard <laughs> to get that. He had to be really quick to get in the shot. Too, so. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, I couldn't resist. A little dig, just there. He actually did stop for a while and, and just didn't. Well, he posted photos, but they were mainly from, like, you know, Getty Images or something. Like, published images. But then throughout the last week or so, he's just gone back to selfies. And Selfie mode. I'm just like... Oh. What's his latest hashtag? Fearless or something? Oh, hashtag I fearless? I don't know. Oh, gotta love him. I mean, I mean, he blocked me on Twitter, but this time I've blocked him on Facebook, so... Cronin strikes back. With the overhead going back to that, I think he couldn't... He himself couldn't believe what he just did. Because when he was running, he didn't know what to do. Should I punch the flag? Should I hug my teammates? Should I? He didn't know what to do. He was. was, It was the same face when he scored the World Cup goal. He just couldn't believe it. Yeah. So even he was stunned at what he did. I reckon. I think. I think he was stunned after the first one as well. Like he he ran to the corner flag, did a, a knee slide, which. He cocked up the time with that. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> he did a knee slide, right? And, and, and he just sort of... I don't know. It, it looks as though he, he hit something. His leg went that deep that yeah. like, he did like a, a roll over in the air onto the ground and started running o- a, around the corner flag. Bresciano 
picks up, oh, I picks up the flag and just chucks it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute carnage. Did, did anyone else think after Cable scored that Bresciano seemed on a mission to score his own sort of spectacular oh, he, goal? He mm. missed that but, but I mean, he, he can that. never seem to score that guy, though. Like Bresciano? Yeah. yeah. I think I think you know we we've seen him mess up so many times. There's there's been a few chances in this tournament, particularly that he you know, you expect someone of his um, sort of class and, and finesse in, in other aspects of the game. Yeah. Um, to, and he's you know he's blasted it over a few times. Yeah. Which well, is, I think maybe he got angry because he was the last soccer that did an overhead kick. And maybe he saw right. and just went, "This is ridiculous. I'm the only one that's supposed to have scored a goal like that. He can't be having that." <laughs> Quite possibly. Final final point on Tim from this. Um, it was a quote from Andy Harper um, on, on the commentary, which I've put into my running order, and Cronin sort of uh, had a bit of a scoff at. Um, this is Andy Harper. He said Cahill is a midfielder by trade, striker by instinct, um, and I think um, that's quite an apt. I think I think description. Tim is the authoritative source here, so if you ask him, he might be able to. Well, I, I agree with Cronin's scoffing here, to be honest, uh, because I, I don't think Cahill's played midfield for about five years now, especially for the national team. Uh, I don't claim to watch the MOS, um, but I do believe that Cahill plays in midfield for them, mm-hmm. but for the national team, he's been a striker basically ever since Ossie took over, and so I'm, I'm not convinced by Harper's claim that he's a midfielder by trade. But I mean, even even that, I don't think he has the exact qualities for a midfielder. Yeah, well, we, but in his Everton days, he played as basically a, he wasn't an attacking midfielder, but he wasn't like the number ten, like an yeah. Omar Abdurrahman or anything. He was more of a second strike. You know, yeah. made his trade on making late runs into the box, and so even then, he was never really a midfielder yeah. in the way that I'd take the term. That's right. Yeah. Come. Well, I reckon whatever he is, he's amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, and Play him anywhere. Yeah, and, right. uh, <laughs> and Andy Harper can call him what he likes, but as, as long as he calls um, calls him when he scores a goal, that's the main thing. That's my little tidbit. Good stuff. Finally, on the China game, um, did anyone see the press conference or anything from the press conference? No. Which one, the Postal one? Yes. So um, didn't he get another go? So yeah, so it's he got really frustrated, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like, last last podcast that I spoke about um, Ange being a bit frosty in, uh, in in the press conference, and um, and this one he kind of took it to the next level. He um, so I, I, I didn't hear the question, but I believe it was something to the extent of um, would it be a failure if we um, if we lost in the semi final? Um, is that a failure of a tournament? And um, and this must be. Like, he must get posed this question pretty much by every, every journalist because it is, it's a bit of a hot topic to probably non-football media. Um, they're interested to know what Australia's aspirations are and maybe as he travels around the country, different journals drop, uh, drop in and ask this same question. And, um, and, and, and he lost it as, as much as Ange does lose it in quite a sort of composed mm. but uh, obviously um, sort of pissed off uh, <laughs> Way, um, so he came out and said something like, "Aggressive, yeah, something like uh, constantly getting the ask the same question is frustrating the hell out of me." Is that what he answered? That's what he answered to the question. But he's, he's been that. saying we want to win the Asian Cup, so it is a failure if you don't um, make it. Uh, was it get to the final? Get to the win the semi final? It would be a failure. Well, I think it was uh, if we 
lost in the semi-final. Yeah, it would be a failure. Yeah. So he's the one that's um, said, and he's got a lot of his players saying it as well for months. Mm. We want to win the Asian Cup. We want to. W- they weren't saying we want to make it to the semi. They were saying we want to make the final. We want to win the final. So how can you? I don't understand. Like. Um, I, th- I think he's got a right to be pissed off if you're getting the same question again and again and again. Mm. But, you know, he's the one that's been saying we want to win the final. So the answer would be yes. But like I mean, in, I in, in the context of constantly getting asked that question, and you've constantly said we want to win it, my yeah. goal was to win it, it's from the day one that he took over. If you keep getting asked that question, you're just going, guys, just ask me another yeah. question. Like, ask me about why I picked Davidson at left back or something. Mm. Ask me something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but no one cares about that, too. Oh, God. I, th- I think it's more so, like, everyone... Wants to win the Asian Cup. Yeah. Everyone, like a, a lot of the the sort of favourite teams, came here with the intention of winning. Um, but you know, I, I think a lot. I think some people quite want to hear and say, "I think we will win." Hmm. And well, I mean, yeah, that's right. There, there, there's nothing worse with a, uh, a coach who is, you know, not so outgoing in the sense that you know he's he's always very coy on uh, on things. You know, um, and I think you know he should have. If someone did ask him, I think. It might. He should not have been frustrated in that. He should have just answered straight up, "Yes." You know, mm. our aspirations are to win, and a semi-final final would be a failure. So I think, in that regard, he probably should have dealt with himself better. I can't really pass on judgment though, given that I wasn't there at the press conference, no. I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I've heard some some pretty bad things about that. Right, and then there was another game last night. We'll, we'll come to. Um, I just uh, wanted to the, talk about China just okay. for a bit. Because we've focused way too much on the Socceroos. And on the last podcast, uh, Adam mentioned that Tim, uh, Tim Kale said, you know, um, that the Australians wanted to intimidate the Chinese. I think it was, it was fair to say that in the first half an hour or so, it was the other way around. Yeah. It was definitely the other way around. Um, they were much more physical, and I think they were more physical than the Socceroos would have expected. Um, you had guys like uh, the number seven, as in he wears the number seven jersey, Wu Lei, uh, the, the Chinese Maradona, as they call him, and he was just, <laughs> his pace was too much at times for... It's causing problems. Yeah, for, for Wilkinson, um, and he, he managed to get behind the defence quite a few times. It was a shame that he didn't manage to do much in front of goal, but they were definitely very threatening. Yenak wasn't didn't have a very good game either. No, I'm, he didn't. I'm, I'm, mm. uh, in the second half, he played better. Mm. But I even Bresh, I think Yenak, Bresh, and Wilkinson, the three guys they brought in, they they struggled. And the Chinese um, was causing us a lot of trouble tr- problems. Well, I mean, and it, lucky Tim Cahill scored. I felt it was very because there was no one else mm. seemed like they were going to pose yeah. a threat. Like it, that goal even that, even that um, yellow card that Yenak picked up in the first half. Um, it, it, it just showed you how, you know, how aggressive the Chinese were, um, and I mean, Yenak. I think Yenak has that sort of predisposition of being quite rash when someone gets around him. Sure, you know, like he's good at intercepting and stuff, but once someone's outpacing you, he he definitely will go for you from behind and and take you out. Mm. I thought Sainsbury had to step up mm. um, a lot in that game, mm. uh, and he definitely did. I thought he was brilliant again last night as well, mm. um, and, and and yeah, as, as you said, because Jednak didn't have his best game, but I, I would say that was definitely his worst game of the of the tournaments uh, so far. Um, even uh, oh, he's not really played that many, has he? Mm. No, uh, that's only his second game. Yeah, um, but 
uh, Ange came out afterwards and said that he sort of grew into the game a little bit more. He, he was a bit rusty in the first mm. half, and I, I just think he was trying a bit too hard sometimes. You know, the, the, some of the short passing that is what he's there for, um, and he was trying these long crossfield balls. And, yeah, he loves those. Yeah, and, and and they just weren't sort of working for him. But um, but yeah, he sort of dug in and, uh, and managed to uh, sort of turn it round. So last night. Cronin and I went up to Newcastle. We did the semi-final pilgrimage. The, uh, the once in twenty years pilgrimage up to uh, Newcastle for <laughs> a soccerers game. Yeah, I, I, I aim to be there at the next soccerers game in uh, in Newcastle. Mm. I would not miss an atmosphere like that for the world. Not at all. Mm. I'm sensing a bit of soccer. Bring, <laughs> bring a hundred UAE fans they won't, next time. They weren't yelling jets, jets. <laughs> there wasn't any of that. I, uh-huh. I did. I, uh-huh. To be honest, I did or see Newcastle. It. Newcastle. There were people wearing Jets jerseys. There were people wearing Japan jerseys. Japan jerseys. Yeah, Japan jerseys. What, like Japanese people or um, no from Aussies? What? There were people wearing Socceroos onesies. They were getting into the spirit. I think. <laughs> I love a Socceroo onesie. I mean, we were talking about this. We were talking about how like people that turn up, most of them who don't regularly watch A League football or whatever it is, turn up in whatever jersey they have. So, yeah. like, we, we, we were trying to get into the car park and there was a guy who was wearing a Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. The, Real you, you get that jersey. demographic of soccer yeah. games where they go, oh, I'm going to the football. I must, must wear my football-related yeah, That's right. You get, you get that all games, though. You get that at A-League games, people just rocking up in yeah. there. You know, like, I, me and my mates but normally it, it have, like... sense, a, though, in that they're trying to wear a jersey which is a similar colour. No. Oh, I've no, seen that all. one. I've seen that one. Like, like you go, you go yeah. to like a, a you go to an Adelaide game, you see people in Liverpool yeah. jerseys, and it's like, oh, that's right. They look very red, and just, that's about where the similarities right. end. You go to like a Sydney FC game, people wearing Manche- Manchester City jersey because it's sky blue. <laughs> um, quick one on the uh, on the atmosphere. There's been quite a lot of people come out, and especially on Twitter last night, there was a lot of people uh, slating the atmosphere. Um, but to sort of put it into some context of people that weren't there or um, or necessarily. Sort of saw much on uh, on social media. It was that quiet for some of the time for some of the game that there was someone sat two rows in front of me um, that was listening to the commentary in his earphones, and I could hear the commentary. I think I think you're talking about me. What? I think that was me. No, <laughs> no. Sat, it, sat, in, sure? sat in the in the room. I, com- I had the commentary on as well because I. Yeah, it was, uh, but it, it was definitely quiet at times. But you know what? To be honest, I don't actually mind it being that quiet. I, I quite enjoy the. <laughs> I, went, I went to the Iraq South Korea game. Or How some... old are you? I'm 18. the thing is, when, like you, when you're man. trying to, when you're trying to, especially when you're in the press box and you're trying to analyse things, you, 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 you mind. You don't mind a bit of peace and quiet. I think <laughs> you might want to get off your high horse there a bit. Okay, when, okay. I, when I'm in the press box, yeah. <laughs> I'd like it to be quiet. Please. <laughs> yeah. Adam was quiet. there as well. Of, gosh, I'm trying to count how many passes have been made. <laughs> we should. We could have it like tennis, where it's like quiet, please. Quiet, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the ball goes out, everyone's got this. <laughs> um, I went to the Rock yeah. South Korea game, and I sat near the South Korean fans, and that was annoying after a while. Like the first half. I was like, oh yeah, you're like, you guys are really getting into it. And then the second yeah. I was just like, just calm down, guys. Like, you want to throw in, just get over it. They were loud. Yeah. They were they, very they, loud. Just, they, they sing the same chant, don't they? Yeah. They have that, um, uh, I can't remember where, I can't remember where it goes, but. Uh, I mean, if, if the, the Japan UAE game at Stadium Australian, that, that small contingent of UAE fans, yeah. most of them, I swear to God, were RBB guys 
who were wearing UAE jerseys because yeah. they were virtually singing the same chants as the RBB but just changing the lyrics. Yes, I was there. Yeah. Was, is that what they were doing? That's, yeah. that's what it sounded oh, like. Oh, my anyway. God. Yeah. So that, yeah, because I was too scared to turn around. I didn't want to look them in the eyes. <laughs> they don't like it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I actually went and stood next to the... The sort of UAE ultras, and, um, <laughs> and, and it was it was uh, this young Aussie guy that was that was disco- on like the the loudspeaker talking to like his mates, and they were like, "Oh, why don't you do this one?" And they were trying to get um, you know the uh, "Who do you sing for?" Oh. chance oh. going to either. <laughs> and, and this one guy was like, "Why don't you start that one?" And he turned around and was like. They're all Japanese. They're not, they're not gonna... <laughs> there's, only, there's this tiny block of UAE fans. I don't think that that chant's going to work in this instance. Um, but it was uh, that, 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 that is great. I, I like that when people just getting getting behind the team and they and they pick the winner. So um, good on them. Uh, well, Newcastle. I think the reason there was a lot of uh, um, it wasn't that loud is because they probably didn't expect the Socceroos to go there. And when the Socceroos did turn up, they probably never. Um, they're one-off fans. They, they, they don't go for the Socceroos, really. To be, fair, to be fair, I just think Socceroos games are generally... They're always quiet, aren't they? Yeah, generally very quiet. Yeah. Not much atmosphere. Um, and, and the whole idea of getting a Socceroos active support in Terrace Australis was a bit of a flop, in my opinion. It's, it's a really tough one. Um, it is a tough I, one. I've, I've been to England games in the UK, and, and they're the same, and they've got the, the band that are terrible, and people actively you know hate them. Because it's such mm. a, it adds such a weird dynamic to a football stadium mm. when you've got bloody three piece, What's one more than that, like, <laughs> uh, and it, oh, it's, it's just well, terrible. I think, I think people this. should actually bring the Vuvuzelas, you know, if you have one, bring it to the game, please. Please don't. <laughs> this is when I'll get on my whole high horses. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to concentrate. Just, you were just talking about how it should be quiet <laughs> for you doing your media press. Uh, media the, press. The only kind of support at a soccer root games that I've been over the years is they use the cricket. Aussie, 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 oi, oi, yeah. oi. There's the Mexican wave when when they get bored. And the, the light thing at the, the Sydney game in the group stage when they were held up and yeah, mobile I don't phones. That yeah. was interesting, that. If anyone knew the reasoning behind that, that would be nice to find out. But it, was, right it was a great show of active support from everyone shining yeah. the torch on their iPhone. <laughs> and then yeah, there's the Olay Olay, yeah. which gets chucked out a few times as well. But like, yeah, but like with the old Trafford, for example, because the atmosphere is dead there, they had to bring in more speakers so they could project all, you know, all the chants onto the speakers throughout the stadium. I think they should do that. I, I think it's just reflective of the way that football's gone in the last couple of years. It's just more of an emphasis on club football these days. Yeah. Um, you know, like fans in Australia, I bet you could find more probably like Man United fans in Australia for sure than people who would know who the, the soccer is ever mm-hmm. playing in the Asian Cup. Mm-hmm. It's just not the public interest just isn't in the soccer is as much as it is in those Premier League and Real Madrid and that's the nature of games like computer games like FIFA and yeah. which mm-hmm. make it more yeah. fun to play with teams like that. Yeah. So let's hope a win on Saturday um puts it a bit more in the in the focus of uh, of the, the general Australian public um, so a quick one on the game it was uh, it, it basically was over after 20 minutes wasn't it really yeah. it was, it was, I really thought they just put their foot off the pedal and just was like we're 2-0 we're up they score one more we'll put our foot back on the pedal mm. we don't have to do much more that's mm. honestly what it felt like. like there was a lot of fans I saw getting worried like oh we played so badly there was no fluency in attack they didn't need to be yeah. fluency yeah. in attack So it was it, it was a Korean performance I thought yeah that's and a good way it was good, I thought. Finally, you know, I could relax my bottom for the first 20 minutes of a game. <laughs> yeah. Because every other game, it's been um, 
they haven't started very well, mm. and it was good to see them start finally. Um, and they needed to start well because if UAE did the opposite and they scored first, then yeah. it would have been they would have just done what they did against Japan. And that's yeah, that's what yeah. I, I, wrote, I wrote that in my blog today, which will be appearing four four two shortly. Um, <laughs> that uh, yeah, that was the only hope for the UAE because they they were spent. They gave everything against Japan. They gave everything, mm. and the way they uh, um, do, uh, desperately defended. Um, was in, was incredible against Japan. They were diving all over the place. Um, yep. They were putting their bodies on the line, um, getting in front of J- um, Japan, and they would have given, as I said, they would have given everything in that game. They had, uh, I think, it was a one or one or two days less than the Socceroos to prepare. Yeah, day less. One day less. One day less. So yeah, they, um, it was good to relax, and I think um, all the other players would have had a chance to relax too. Timmy probably just chilled. Yeah. Let me, I'm not going to do any of overhead kicks for this game. <laughs> Save it for the final. Just going to take some selfies. <laughs> use my hands. Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> but I, I feel like uh, it felt like the UAE were very tired, and that's what their coach said after the game. Mm. And I think they used a pool of about 15 or 16 players across the whole tournament. And mm. I noticed not many people were complaining now about mm. the the rotation, rotation. Early, earlier Definitely. in the tournament. But I mean, you did you did mention that it takes about what's three days, 72, 72 hours, hours to, yeah. to fully recover. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Were they really that severely disadvantaged? When you when you make it like five games across fifteen days, yeah. that's when you start having. Plus, they had yeah. the shootout, yeah, and exactly. penalties, and and it was the same team with the exception of one change. Mm. So, definitely played a role. Well, I mean, I, I I personally thought UAE could have salvaged something from that match. I think okay, bar the poor start which they had, uh, which the Australians capitalised on, I think they could have done a few things better. Um, and, and they'd certainly threatened um, the Australian defence and Sainsbury really stepped up. Yeah, he was amazing. Talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, Ahmed Khalil was very impressive in that he was a lot of speed behind him, trying to, to threaten as much, had a few good chances. Yeah, hit the post. Um, Al-Hamadi came on in the second half and uh, for... Who was it? Um, Mohammed Abdurrahman. That's right. One of the three. He was... He was really impressive as well, as in he started creating a lot of opportunities down that left flank and mm. uh, chucked in a few crosses, um, tried to get behind the defence again and, and all that stuff, so I think... Well, he started against Japan, so I was very surprised that he got dropped. Yeah. yeah I don't know why he did. There was no real explanation before for that. So let's let's talk about um, a couple of... which aren't, yeah, I've kind of classed in it, in as much as you can in a, a 2-0 performance of, um, uh, of some of the negatives that I, I think we could work on and we, we, we may need to um, some of the counter counter attacks last night there was a few times I, I counted at least four where we outnumbered the UAE defence and, and, and we, couldn't even, we couldn't even create a chance out of it every time it was Matt Leckie in the ball I believe oh, well no Cruz did it, it a couple of times as well and uh, well, Cruz was, was not great last night he was not great last night <sighs> I, th- I, 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 think, I, I think looking at looking at that, if Korea, they need to go for the, you know say Socceroos go one 0 up yeah. and they need to commit men forward. Yeah, uh, they're probably thinking, well, we can leave <laughs> three on four because it's you know just not. I think I think the Australians were tired as well, um, and and a few of the standout performances throughout the tournament uh, haven't really didn't play that well yesterday. Uh, in particular, Massimo Luongo who. Surprisingly, got player of got the match. match. Yeah, um, and yet, he had a—I wouldn't say a shocker, but he was just below what you'd expect from him. 
Well, I think um, a lot of people expectations have gone up because of those opening two games, mm-hmm. and then they've just kind of this is kind of Luongo's level. Yeah, he's really hmm. not as good as. It's, not, it's not really his fault though. I mean, he's yeah. apart from Ryan and Sainsbury and Franish, we, we were talking about this, Adam, that he has played the most. Yeah, out of every mid uh, outfield player, um, and he has not rotated him that mm. much. Yeah, he's only been subbed off once, once. from the five games that he's played. Mm. He'll start the final though, for yeah. sure. But yeah, I think a lot of people are just starting to realise that he wasn't as great as he maybe thought in the opening two games. Granted, he played brilliantly against mm. QA Namon, mm. but he's, that just was a, more of a good spell than really being. If Flecky had a first touch, he would be amazing. Uh, if Flecky had, had a final touch, he'd be amazing, I think. But just the first touch lets him down, and he's just—he's probably too fast for his own good. <laughs> he probably is just running away and just. <laughs> Oh, I'm past them now. I'm past them, and then just you know. That is so funny. I even put, I even put on the um, on my running order same old rant about Lecky, and, uh, and 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 I said the exact same thing to you last night in the car, Cronin. That I, I actually honestly think he's too quick for his own. <laughs> he's too quick for his brain to compute. Yeah, it doesn't care. And his surroundings. Yeah, his, his body's quicker than his mind. Like by the time mm. it gets there, like. Yeah. I mean, Adam Adam made a. Uh, a comparison with him to Ronaldo and said he's basically Ronaldo in terms of physicality and all that stuff but only has 1% skill of what Ronaldo possesses. Mm. I did, it, it, what I mean by that is he's he's so quick, he's so strong, athletic and, and all those attributes make him a better player than I think what his technique... Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So there was a, a few times where and well, there was one where he got a yellow card for it, and he just overran it. Yeah. And it was just. But there was there was another one where I'm not sure if this is just him wanting to to go in one direction, but his feet aren't necessarily as accurate as he as he wanted to be. And he sort of pinballed like he pinged left, but then to to and he was going away from goal. So then he overcompensated and then went almost back the other way across goal. You know, and he was just like running like zigzags down the line uh, down through the middle of the park and if he would have just knocked one ball accurately towards goal no one can catch him no one can catch him maybe in a few in a few years he'll get a bit of composure and realise when he gets um, in a position he doesn't have to keep on going 100 miles an hour just slow it down a little bit Mm. maybe stop just stop yeah I think think, defenders will be flying around you just stop yeah that's right I think I think we so we spoke about how Tommy Urich has no finesse and is just uh, uses brute force, and I think it's applicable to Lecky as well. I think Lecky just, I think he's got the skills and he's got the potential there. He just doesn't know how to harness it mm. at the moment, and it, it, it's letting him down. I, I like so, Lecky. Yeah. Like I really like Lecky. Mm. He's a yeah. good player, like very athletic sort of player, but he just just doesn't have a brain. Like that's just the honest. His <laughs> <laughs> decision making is just poor. His decision making doesn't yeah. have a brain. That's all. <laughs> Everything else is okay, but no brain. <laughs> and I think the thing that I worry about Lecky is, um, you know, he, he's only young. Um, but when and then potentially when he starts growing into being a, a professional footballer and he's like sort of mid to late twenties, maybe that that burst of pace. Mm. You know, might not be there anymore, mm. and you might see that. Um, you know, he's a, a little bit like a Torres, 
yeah. when when he hit his late twenties, that extra yard of pace that meant he was that much better yeah. wasn't there, mm. and then he actually showed that some of his other, other elements of his game is actually yeah. not that good. Mm. Well, I mean, like we, we've been talking about this, how like players like Ronaldinho, for example, don't have the pace, but they still have the skills and they're still able to get past people. Mm. And, yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but Lecky's twenty three. So he has been around for, for a I, while. I feel like Lecky's one of those players, if you watch him at a club team every week, you would just get so frustrated with him. Like, yeah. we're getting frustrated with him after, like, five games for the soccer. Is. Mm. Yeah. Might, what, what team does he play for in the German second division? Yeah. Frankfurt. Uh, Frankfurt. Ingolstadt. Yeah, we want to get in touch with him and say, do you guys just get so frustrated with Lecky? Like, yeah. <laughs> just giving the ball away. Yeah. But he's been scoring. Um, in, in Germany, the, yeah. Germany. Mm. He scores and sets up goals. Yeah. Just when he gets to this level, he... Well, he's got more assists than any other player at this tournament. Mm. Lucky. Oh, we go. What, even now after Luongo's two assists last Oh, week? maybe not now. Not sure. He's got he's got four. Oh, maybe he still does then. Or at least yeah. joined. Yeah. Um, great. Anything else on last night's game? It's a bit of a nothing game, wasn't it? It was. Mm. Like, it's, a semi- yeah, first it was very final. exciting. The China game was awesome because it was... China gave us... Gave the Socceroos a game and yeah. those two goals. Uh, you had two defenders scoring in this game and then nothing really happening that's right we've had ten different scorers it's good ten stuff. different scorers mm. it's good stuff I, was, I tried to do a little bit of research on that to see um, if that's happened before or and I just couldn't it was too hard to I didn't have the time so <laughs> I've got another little bit of research it will come to in a, in a minute but, um, but yeah that must be some sort of record that did Ange have a rant after this game Anyone I know of, yeah. he'd probably be a very happy man. Mm. Nothing to, uh, nothing to rant about, really. Uh, good stuff. Well, let's have a little break, and then we will preview the final, talk about career, and uh, and there's also a very high-scoring round of the A League, which we'll touch on. Join us after this bit of music. About to preview the uh, the final as Khan just tried to start talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is pod gold, Khan. Don't waste it in the ad break. Because I'm used to my own podcast where we edit everything. <laughs> I'm not used to this. No, it's all right. You can talk whenever you want, mate. <laughs> right. Take that back quickly. <laughs> Well, seeing as how you're so keen to talk about um, <laughs> about anything, uh, career. They. I've not conceded a goal all tournament. Good stuff. That is uh, that is impressive. Very German-like, and they've got a German coach. Mm. Yep. So, Con, what would you say is the uh, sort of their biggest threats? Well, I've done some research. Um, Come on. Okay, <laughs> so first we've got Kee Sung Young, and uh, the interesting about thing about Kee Sung Young, he's a midfielder who plays for Swansea, so all the uh, Euro snobs would know about him. Um, Not really, he always pays attention to Swansea. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, one minute, just before, as we're talking about Swansea, Premier League team, my team Blackburn beat him in the FA Cup last weekend, three-one. Oh, 
getting shout out to the Rovers. Getting uh, well, um, interesting about uh, Keyson Young is he went to um, Brisbane uh, to study uh, at John Paul College um, under the Brain Soccer Program, of course. Um, his father saw the move as an opportunity to play football and learn English. So he won the um, Bill Turner Cup um, in the under-15 soccer competition in 2004. So he's been a regular for Swansea this season. Um, another player you've written down here is uh, Song Hong Min, who plays with Robbie Cruz at Bayer Leverkusen. Mm. And he actually um, is keeping uh, Robbie Cruz out of the team. Um, they kind of play in the same position. Um, Although I do think, though, that you could play one on the right and one on the left. Yeah. That's he's a left footer, isn't he? Um, is that right? Or but they also have Sydney Sam and a couple yeah. of other good players. So. Fair enough. Um, and then you've got Jung uh, Hyup Lee, the striker. He was uh, he's actually plays um, for a second division team in South Korea, and he scored against the Socceroos and Iraq. Uh, he only made his debut um, not so long ago. He's only played four games. Uh, sorry, six games for South Korea. Um, and then you've got their defence, which has um, got uh, players who play in the Bundesliga. Um, and you've got Chao Duri, who you've also written down here, is um, mm. is a very attacking player as well. So and Nam Tae who's a he's a great midfielder in my opinion. Nam Tae Hee, not a number ten. Yeah, Nam number ten. Yeah, that's right. He plays in um, Asia, doesn't he? Oh, I don't know much about him, to be honest. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> research, Cronin. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I think he plays. Um, in Asia, but I can't remember if it's in the Gulf or in China. But yeah, they've got a, um, mm. some quality players. They, uh, I think uh, um, they they rested a couple of those guys against the Socceroos, and they're you know they've got strong defence, strong attack, and they've probably got this. Um, if you look at players they're playing overseas, they've probably got the strongest team in the Asian Cup. Mm. So uh, the good thing is Socceroos have already played them once. We we managed to uh, create a few chances and. I can't wait for the game. We're all going, I assume, mm. so it's going to be amazing. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned that uh, Chaduri, uh, the right back, who and, and I was at the uh, the Korea um, Iraq game, and um, and I thought he was brilliant. I, I, I tweeted a picture just after the first. Uh, yeah, it was. It was the first Korea goal. The whole team rushed down to the to the corner flag to celebrate. He was the only, well, by the goalkeeper. He was the only, well, he's the only outfield player still in his half, and he was screaming at the players to get back into in, into position. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's he's a winner. He wanted that. He's he's one nil up, but he's not getting too carried away. And they're making sure they see out this. And I, and I think he's going to be um, whoever plays against him. I know they lucky and Cruz like to sort of interchange, but mm-hmm. at any one time they need to be on the top. Top of their game to to sort of get one over him. Very quick, very good uh, going forward and uh, and defensively. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching him play in that. Um, I think we need to try and. He's a very good player. Very good player. He's, he provided two really good assists in the group stage, just charging forward from right back. Is that an odd tournament? Because I don't know how old he's. I think he's on one side of thirty though. So um, he's actually been rested a bit and they've used Kim Chan So instead. Uh, and he started in Kim Chance who started in the quarter final and then Chaduri got the call up for the semi so you imagine he'll he'll keep his place for the final and I think he should because he's he's been really good for Korea in this tournament mm. and on the opposite side left back they got Kim Jun Su he's been really impressive uh, I I thought he's very good against Iraq in the semi final in fact both full backs were mm. very good because Korea played with a very narrow front three so Son and uh Han or Hack on the right wing yeah. play very narrow, and that, that gives lots of space for the fullbacks to get forward into. 
Yeah. I think you, you talked about how, um, you know, uh, with, with the Socceroos um, and, and approaching that match and, and how we're not, we weren't that great last night in the counter, on the counter. I think we can do it in that they push the two wing backs really high up the pitch. So they're in very advanced positions, and I feel as though that's, again, it, it, it's a bit of a defensive. Well, I, I, they didn't necessarily yeah. against us, though, did they? In that I soccer did, game? No, because they didn't have much of the ball. Mm. Basically, but they Probably what they against. do, but like what they do with the fullbacks is that the two central midfielders, Park Juhu and Kison Yun, play really deep to sort of counter that. Mm-hmm. Park Ju- and, and they bring back um, the the defensive midfielder. What's his name? Parking Key. Don't remember, but anyway. <laughs> so so, that, so in attack, they essentially play with the back three. Mm-hmm. Come on, Tom. Tom, <laughs> Tim, give us a uh, give us a, a well, nerdy breakdown. I was going to say that like, Park and Key stay back and sort of cover in behind the fullbacks, but Park does it better than Key. So if you're going to attack the other side, it'll be the right hand side behind Chaduri because he doesn't get as good cover as Kim does from Park on the other side. This is getting really confusing for all these really short names. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm getting confused, and I'm the one saying it. Um, but no. Nah, do you think the South Koreans will be parking the bus? <laughs> Uh, oh dear! But it's, it's funny you say that because it's funny you say that because in all their games, bar the Australia game, they've, they've comfortably dominated possession. Yeah. Um, above like sixty percent in most of them, and then Australia they had thirty-seven percent of the ball, which actually ended up making their average possession for the whole tournament about fifty-four uh, percent. But I, I think that game against Australia will be pretty, pretty telling in terms of how they can approach the final as well. Mm-hmm. Sit back four-four-two, try and get one on the counter. Yeah, not conceding a goal though. That is, they're in the final of a major international tournament, and they've not. It's a weird stat because they haven't made that great defensively. Mm. Like, obviously they've been good defensively because they haven't conceded the goal. But in terms of like missed chances from opponents and desperate last-minute blocks, which are obviously great to watch, but they're really not. If you're doing like a last-ditch block on the line, it's not great defending. So it's more desperate yeah. rather than organised, structured. Yeah. Exactly. I would well, that's I, pretty, I, I, that's, I would agree up until a point but now this is this is the fifth game yeah. that they've kept a clean sheet so well, that's still impressive <laughs> watching a team um, defend desperately it means they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, um, they've got a lot of passion for the team and they're um, they're not going to give anything away and against the Socceroos they were just jumping all over the place yeah. and it was so frustrating to watch and with that, without that desperate defending, the Socceroos would have scored two or three against them. So mm. it's a big skill they have. So just to, just to put that stat into context, um, I did my one bit of research for this uh, for this pod uh, was to look back through Asian Cups, through uh, European Championships, and uh, World Cups to see if anyone has got this far without conceding a goal. And so to, to keep it in uh, the Iran, uh, the sort of Asian context, in uh, two thousand and four. And uh, 2000 Asian Cup, Korea, Uzbekistan, and Kuwait uh, have managed to get past the group without conceding a goal. Um, but then in the first game of knockout, they conceded. Uh, in 1976, um, Iran won the Asian Cup without conceding a goal. Um, but back then, that was only four games. So. Uh, Simon Hill would love your stats. <laughs> <laughs> Um, into the, the the bigger World Cups, I, I went back Euros to 1984. I think was the the last Euro that I went to, and there was there wasn't even a team that had made it out of the group without conceding. 
Uh, so, um, but uh, the World Cup, Italy made the semi-finals uh, in 1996 games without conceding, but then they lost to Argentina. Wouldn't, wouldn't Italy of 2006 gone very close to conceding? Uh, 2006. They beat us one 0 Yeah. Then they beat they beat Germany in the semi two mm, nil. They, they must have, they, they must have come very close. Stage. Yeah. Yeah. And Spain, I think, conceded one goal in the whole World Cup in 2010. Mm. In the first game against Switzerland, yeah, so and then they kept the clean sheet the rest of the way through. Didn't Italy come back in a semi? Hmm? In a semi final in 2006? The semi was uh, Germany. Germany, Italy, when it was like, the greatest nil all of all time. Yeah, and then they right. scored twice in I the last minute. Anyway. It was my favourite game of all time. That's why I know it. Well, the Germany, Germany Italy, Italy semi final? 2006 semi final. It's a great game. Cracking game. I was in Berlin. <laughs> I was in the cool. FanFest area in Berlin. It was one of the most amazing football experiences in my life. There was a million people in the FanFest area watching the game. It was something else. And the goal from Del Piero to, to finish it off, mm. the curled one into the top one. That's a great goal. Great goal. ADP. Right. So that's a, that's a little bit about career and some of my stats. Let's have a little round of applause for my stats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Korea Republic versus Australia. Final of 2015 Asian Cup at the Stadium Australia, 8pm Saturday night. Dun, dun, dun. I put on my notes with a bit of a question mark. Is this game bigger than the Uruguay game in 2005? No. I reckon it is. I don't reckon it is bigger, but I reckon um, in 2005 it was Destiny Part 1. In 2015 it's Destiny Part 2. And the destiny is whether the Socceroos can win the first trophy uh, and whether um, the soccer, this generation of Socceroos can uh, m- make a name for themselves away from this, um, the so-called golden generation and mm. for the players and for the coach. That's uh, that's what this destiny is, and we've got a chance to um, uh, build some confidence into the World Cup qualifying and for the next World Cup as well. And um, Australians love a winner as well, so if we get to win a trophy, I, um, I was at the news agency today, and it was in front and back page of all the newspapers as yep. well. So, yeah, I, I think I don't think it's, it'll be bigger, but I think it's it'll be. Um, a big moment in Australia. No, I don't disagree. It's not a big game. But I just don't think it's anywhere near as big as you know qualifying for the World Cup for the first time in 32 years to basically ensure that we would have a national competition for the A League, and mm. that, that's the story. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we weren't guaranteed a spot in the World Cup back then. Yeah. We were virtually here. Everyone was expecting them to to make it far into the competition anyway. So I don't like it, it, again. It would be a great achievement winning the Asian Cup home soil. And all that stuff, mm. but comparatively speaking, it's probably not as big. Okay, and um, starting eleven, what do you think? Well, there's only really one question mark now, isn't there? Frenich. Oh well, yeah, I, I was just assuming he was going to play. I was thinking more left centre mid. Yeah, yeah, not Troisi. I don't think. Um, I, I, I personally think he'll put Bresciano in, mainly because Troisi hasn't played that well. Uh, well, instead of Milligan, I mean, I mean, look, they, they have a few options. He's got stacks of options. He's They've got, got a few yeah. options in that area, but he has only played Troisi, Bresciano, and Mackay in that area. You, you and Milligan, have, Milligan. A, a, a Milligan, that's right. Um, and you've also got who Tommy Orr and Terry Ant- Antonis, who are sitting on the bench. Who, well, they're just not going to play. They're, they're not going to yeah. play. That's yeah. right. Um, I thought Mackay was okay when he came on. 
I thought he was good last night. I thought he was good I thought Mackay did what Milligan did in the China game. And he came on for that <laughs> 20 minute period yeah. and bossed it. And yeah. he looked brilliant. But then when Milligan played most of last night's game, he didn't play as well as he did when he came on against China. I thought Milligan wasn't bad last night. In no. what we all admitted was a pretty average game. And I think yeah. Milligan gives you a bit more, like, that's a bad way of saying it, more legs in there. So when, you, when you're trying to defend against a counter attack, Milligan's just got a bit more energy mm. in him to get back and sort of protect. And I thought it was really impressive, actually, because. He, his first appearance at this Asian Cup was as a holding midfielder yeah. in place of Yednak and then he, last night he went into one of the two number eight so it's yeah. a completely different role mm. yeah. like a very different role it sounds similar because they're both playing central midfield but it's a yeah. very different role in this team and he, he did it well enough I don't know if he was the best player we've had in that position but he did it well last night I think well, it was composed and that was yeah. that's all you really need really yeah. So and Milligan is an Ange favourite yeah, like Ange does have his favourites. He's like one of those old school teachers, school school teachers who mm. he always says, oh, "I want to have favourites," but he blatantly does. <laughs> 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 and yeah, Milligan is definitely an Ange favourite, along with Mackay. So if it's going to come down to, I, I think it would come down to Milligan. Between Same the thing. two, but, uh, but I still feel yeah. as though it's going to be Bresh. I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I, I think well. I think it's Bresh is old. His last hurrah. Might as well send him off in in style. Yeah, well, he'll come off the bench. Yeah, no, he'll come, yeah. yeah. I, I think he proved that he's not a starter. Yeah. The other, uh, the, in the. I would, I would love to pressure to come off the bench and score actually because it would make it that every single starting midfielder for the soccer is scored in this tournament. Mm. And then Franich hopefully is fit because we have literally yeah no yeah, one else in that position. That. Well, well, Milligan might be playing right back if yeah. he's not playing. Mm. We we literally have no one else have right back. Mm. Yeah. Isn't Bage a right footer and he plays left back? I'm not sure about well, that. Well, I mean, I, I'd assume he's versatile enough to play in both wings. And I guess you might, yeah. you know, you might as well give it a give it a shot. But yeah. I think the fact that, he, that we rely so much on the fullbacks to get yeah. forward and cross mm. that he wants a right footer out yeah. there. So I think if if Franchi isn't fit, which I don't think, I think he'll be fit. And Ange yeah, said, but Milligan doesn't play wing back that much. To be honest, like he barely plays in defence. All the options in your position, you haven't really got much choice. I think that's yeah. that's the biggest problem. And Ange after the after the game, I asked him what about Franich, and he said it's the final. He'll be he'll be playing, but he if, he's not going to risk an injured player, is he? Because oh, surely not. Because Franich, I don't know, he was kind of holding. He looked in pain. Mm. It'd be. Yeah, yeah, you'd, 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 you'd hope that it was just, uh, just the fact that he's played every single minute of every game mm. so far, and yeah, he's just sort of pulling up a little bit. Give him some injections. And Give him a bit spray. of a rub. He'll be fine. It, it brings back memories of the Champions League final when uh, Atletico Madrid started Diego Costa, and then he left <laughs> off after ten minutes. Mm. Yeah, exactly the same thing. Yeah. 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 I, I just, yeah, I don't think Franich is as important as Diego Costa, but <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we'll, we'll see if we miss him if he doesn't play. Maybe well, I mean, he's a two worse. assist, so he's up, there in the, he's up there in the top mm. assist of the tournament. So, but I think yeah, starting eleven will be basically the same. Except I think it'll be the same two positions, yeah. except for those two positions. Yeah. I cannot wait for this game. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. I am. I'm so tired from driving back from Newcastle, getting home <laughs> at half one, and being in the office this morning at eight o'clock. But still, I think I may struggle sleeping tonight. And you just hope it doesn't rain because Sydney's just been going oh, crazy God. the last week or so. And Adam feels at home. <laughs> <laughs> the South Korea game versus Iraq was just pouring. It was just yeah, it was, it was it was horrible. Just, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad last night. 
it, talking it rained in. Oh, sorry, go. No, it, I was just saying it wasn't that bad last night. It, it Were you just about to say talking of rain? It rained goals in the alien. Yes, I was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to clap again. <laughs> You. Should I take over hosting duties next time? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take over analyst. You've got some good stats. <laughs> we'll, we'll, swap. <laughs> we'll, we'll swap for a day. It's like um, job share. Well, I mean, is Tim lyrical? I just wax lyrical then. Yeah. Alright then. So, um, three games, 19 goals. Was it 19? Yeah, yep. 19 goals. That is. So, so already, there's only been three games in this round. This is the most high-scoring high round of, uh, of the A-League this season. <laughs> and, we've, and we've still got two games to go this wow. weekend. Well, the record is 26, so you've got to get seven games in the next two. Seven, seven goals in the next two goals. games. Yeah, Wanderers are playing, so uh, you've, got hope. <laughs> you've got to hope. You've got to hope. Seven goals are going in there, man. Right, so um, that Adelaide game. Was it's it's crazy that there's so much going on Asian Cup and we're coming to like the final most exciting part and almost these the A League games came like sort of came through as a minor blip. Blimey, we didn't even then, know that was going to happen. And, that, and and then it was it was ridiculous. It was like it was like they were standing in the corner like look at us, look at us, we're still we're still yeah, cool. Yeah, we're still, yeah, we're still, yeah. <laughs> During that game, I could hear bells like death bells. For the Newcastle no. Jets, like ding, yeah, no, no. for who yeah, the bell tolls? Home ice cream coming down my street. <laughs> like, because Newcastle are gone, yeah. they are gone. Uh, poor Newcastle. And that was a disgrace. And I actually, um, I've interviewed Marcelo Karuskak um, that appeared in a, uh, on the four four two website, and I gave him, sent him a text to congratulate him, mm. and he said, um, "I'll just read the text." Hi, Con. Thank, uh, thank you very much. It was an excellent day. Uh, and difficult week. My second son was born two days ago, so I didn't sleep much. But he bring good luck. We talk soon. So can, can well I, done, Caruso. What a name dropper! Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm dropping. I'm dropping. Uh, well, in there as well. Caruso's yeah. well, got it all. Has a kid. Scores two goals. Can I have Caruso's number? Yeah. I was yeah. Just gonna ask him <laughs> number. I'm gonna ask him out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> I start you want to your babies as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my girlfriend will say about that. But <laughs> um, did you ask him about his panenka? No, I'll ask him that next week. Do you send him like emojis or? <laughs> <laughs> no emojis. Is there a Penenka nice emoji? Penenka wink face. He did wink me, but I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> um, you know what? I, 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 I was a little bit annoyed that he got to take that penalty again. You know. Oh, Joel Griffiths, what is he doing? He messed up oh. and he should have to live, but you know. Everyone encroaches on penalties, and when it when it goes in normally, mm. uh, you know it doesn't matter. It's, you know it's oh. such a stupid thing because you're giving them a second chance. At I like that the referee does that. I like you should always keep an eye on the encroachers. I don't like encroaching. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I was hoping. I was I was watching. That, I was like. Is he going to do the Penanka again? And I could see the keeper in his eyes looking at him going, if you fucking do a Penanka again, I am... <laughs> Maybe he saw the Asian Cup Penankas and said, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I, sh- I, should be play- I could be playing in the Asian Cup. Um, <laughs> cracking seventh goal, though. Was that the one Isaias has passed? Oh, that was, yeah, yeah, that was oh, incredible. Assist of a season. That was incredible. But, uh, for, for someone who doesn't really score that often no. mm. he, that was top top draw 
brilliant. It was so easy for Adelaide, though. It was. it was so easy. Like, you would think that Newcastle, you know, you've got three weeks to spend, you know, so you can devote it all to defensive structure because yeah. Newcastle basically had to defend the whole season. You think you could really spend that time to crack down on that, and it was just... Surprise that a team. Mm. Yeah. What but but I think... Oh, I, I think you I'm feel bad strike. for Newcastle. You're really, going on strike. Well, no, the thing is, they won't be going on strike, I heard, because they're, they're scared that... Um, Tinkler's not going to pay them. Is Tinkler going to eat them? Which is, which is fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciated that one, Con. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, they're not going to strike because, because they're not going to get paid. Because Tinkler's not going to pay them, yeah. So that's the point do, of striking, though. Do people get, expect to get paid when they no. strike? Like, I thought that was a... Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, well, I'm, I mean, not, it, it, I'm, it not, I'm not well read on my striking. But, but it would definitely bring a lot of disrepute into the club. Not mm. that there isn't much... Well, this afternoon, about four coaches, including Clayton Zane, got sacked. Oh, really? By Tinkler. Which other coaches? Um, oh, the names don't come. Does he even know Clayton Zane was football? Is he? Is he like uh, the Victor Tan? They're going to take. FFA will take him. the. Uh, no, they can on the thirty-first of January. Yeah, they'll take it off him. But it looks like right There's now no Tinkler's just no trying to drag the ship down with him. Mm. But uh, it's not looking good. And I think there's reports today that the players will walk out of training tomorrow. The only person left at Newcastle Jets will be the um, Newcastle Jets fan with a gold onesie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it's actually it's actually a terrible story. I think um, in our earlier pods, um, Kevin was he wasn't tipping big things of him, but he was. He was so optimistic he was saying, you know, about him. That, that that they would actually do quite well. Yeah. They'd do better than expected, and they were actually performing quite well. In that they gave. Quite a few teams of were, were they competing that well in, they, in a sallow cap league? But they were you go winning. 14 games without a win. They let go some of the good players. Craig Goodwin they went had. to Adelaide United. Mm. Uh, they lost, I mean, I'm sure you know, losing Taggart wasn't a good thing. Lost Marcos Flores. Um, <laughs> Flores really hasn't. Flores has performed better on the world game panel than. Flores the, is still riding off the reputation of his stint at Adelaide mm. five years ago and hasn't really done anything since. Mm. I don't think he was that big a loss. But yeah, Newcastle are going down the sinkhole. And everyone's forgotten about Johnny Steele and how he just walked out. <laughs> he saw a coming quarter, quarter yeah, of the way through the season. He uh, yeah, and he saw I'm, there was a hole in the bottom of the ship and thought, Do you know what, I'm having one of those life rafts. <laughs> 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 Screw the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mariners Sydney, one goal less than the than the Adelaide game, but um, equally as entertaining. I went to that game yeah. in Gosford. That was incredible. Uh, there was a lot of um, banter and um, uh, fun with the Sydney FC fans because, uh, as you know, the promote there was a big promotion in the paper there that um, was saying uh, they had a picture of Graham Arnold with all this money around him. Yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. Cove printed up all these $50 notes <laughs> and $100 notes and started throwing it in the, in the stadium. And actually, when um, Graham Arnold walked into the press conference, he, th- he got some of that money from the Cove and threw it in the air as well really? himself I, I already did something and that, and that was, that's what he did. That's that was very funny and um, uh, I actually interviewed Yanko uh, Mark Yanko before that game and I'm not going to give you his phone <laughs> <laughs> I was but just about to ask I'll tell you a little story though <laughs> if you want to change smelters I've got one but if you want a funny story uh, during that interview Mark Yanko had a car accident well, he was on the phone talking to me, and what? he goes, uh, "Excuse me, but I've just had a car accident. I'll call you back." And uh, I heard the, I, I heard the, uh, your, you know, like the no, your reputation is just gone down Why? the drain now. You're, you're making people get car accidents, when you? I know. Well, that's what I thought. Like, 
How do you get these players' phone numbers? And he, and he called me back. Well, the, the club trusts me. Oh, I've got a good relationship with the clubs, and they give me their phone numbers. So, did he call you back? He called me back. And What's he said, a legend? Yeah, he's exactly. gonna put my estimation. He's, and he's he said, like, oh, you know, can you help me fix out my car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <trying to> <laughs> I'm looking for Ali answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and he scored a couple. Yeah, he's he good. Could have had three. He missed, it's, his miss was probably the goal of the season. Missed of the season. Mm. But um, yeah, that was uh, that were um, the Mariners haven't got anything like the team they used to have. They they weren't there at all. Um, they played Sydney back into form, and Sydney hadn't scored um, in four goal in four games. Sydney hadn't scored a goal in four games, and mm. again, in that game, everything just went in. So. And the two new guys as well are uh, Tavares, um, I don't know, and his cousin, I can't remember, Rudy. Fatty. Fatty. Yeah, I don't know if say, but I'm just going to call him Fatty anyway. Like, they were so composed, um, and they, if they play the same way, they'll be exactly what Arnie, Arnie and Sydney FC have been looking for, because they mm. were incredible. Um, and one of them, again, Rob Toddler, who was the host, co-host of my podcast, said... Uh, um, just beware to judge a play, players on their first game because you know it's the first game they're excited. But yeah, I'll, if you're a Sydney FC fan, I'd be very excited about those two. But you're playing the Mariners, so it's so hard to yeah, that's right. make conclusions. And yeah. like the Mariners were just so disappointing. They're a bit like the Jets. You know, you've got three weeks to prepare for one game, and then you come out and the Sydney FC fullbacks get forward, and it's like you know they just dropped like. The cure for cancer, on I'm like, what is this? Like Sydney FC fullbacks getting um, getting forward yeah, in a Graham Arnold team. Even Aaron Calver, who's a, you know big stocky defender, yeah. was throwing in crosses. It's and just like setting up goals. What was what did the Mariners plan for? If well, you I mean, weren't back is very much a natural. Uh, well, he roams a lot down the left flank. Is Sydney's left back? Yeah, goes back. Yeah, goes back. Yeah, he does a lot of that. He's yeah, he, he assisted the ball. Uh, I think he put, put the cross in for that the Rose goal. missed yeah. and Yanko put in for the first goal, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I need to mention the um, Abini, Naumov and uh, Brosk finishes. I thought they were very classy. Oh, from, uh, uh, from, from Sydney FC's point of view, that's great to see, as you said, not scored in four, goal, four games. Yeah. And, you know, those sort of, maybe the slightly more finessed Finishes. Mm. Um, I think Brosk. Uh, that's quite nice to see from Brosk. You know, he's, he started well early on, didn't he? And I've, started well in the FFA Cup and, and got his opportunities and took took the you know took the chances that he had. Mm. And so that really set set him up. Um, I don't think he's had that many A League appearances this season, to be honest. Who Namov? Uh, yeah, Brosk. Brosk as well. Brosk has started every game. Yeah, he's started every game. Yeah. But no, except for one, did he miss three hundred? But, but he's benefited a lot from being back in the number ten in the central position because before before the break, Sydney had to play Yanko and Smeltz because they lost like Gamero, then they lost Abbas, and then they mm. lost Carl. Um, but having Brusk in the middle makes a big difference because mm. he brings a lot of variety in that position. A question for you on Smeltz: What's Sydney FC's fans' uh, thoughts on him, Carl? Uh, well, this particular fan uh, doesn't think. Um, do you have his number? No, I don't have his number. <laughs> I've got but, uh, number. I probably shouldn't say anything bad about him because I probably won't get it. But um, <laughs> I think I think Smeltz had an amazing game against Victory, mm. and uh, some of the other games he's been there and about. But I don't know. Um, yeah, he's just. I think he's lost maybe a yard of pace, and maybe he's not as fit as he has been. Maybe that's been why he hasn't been in, in great form. But I think if he can produce the same form that he did when he played against Victory, then, mm. 
yeah, we'd love to, the fans would love to see that. But yeah, at, at the moment, I think um, when I spoke to Mark Yanko, Yanko said he's fit. He wasn't fit when he arrived, so I think um, Smeltz may be um, spending a bit of time on the bench because Yanko's back to full fitness. Right. Okay. Uh, and there's another kid they brought in. Um, I forgot how to say his name. Stem Bozalev or oh, the Greek guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what so, his name is. Uh, yeah. So hopefully Smeltz can um, can. I feel like Smeltz is, is a product from a sort of the A-League era of five years ago where you could afford to have a striker who sort of just sat up the top and, yeah. and poached goals and was just there for the finishes, basically, and that, that kind of striker has sort of died out and now you need mm. a sort of all-mouth striker in, in the, in yeah. the mould of Barisha and uh, like Chite, other strikers like that who offer more than just finishing. Mm. Yeah, I, I have very little insight into the club, but... From the fact that he's started very few games, yeah. even when the yeah Sydney team was depleted, mm-hmm. um, it shows that Arnold isn't a huge fan well, of no, him. Well, I, I, I would imagine that's that's him not I, doing it in training. I don't think that's the case. I think Arnold is a great fan of him, and I say that because I had a pretty big one-on-one feature with him in the mag earlier, and I and I spoke to him about his move from Perth Glory, where he was the main hitman to coming to a club um, like Sydney FC, whereby they have quite a lot of strength and depth, especially in the attack. Mm. Um, and and he, he said he came, he came because he wanted the challenge. He wasn't scared about the fact that he wouldn't be able to play week in, week out. Uh, he wanted the challenge of uh, mixing his game with guys like Yanko and, and you know, Gamero, who are starting to hit their strides. Well, Gamero was hitting his stride back then. Mm. Um, and... Uh, and Arnold was really keen on getting him along um, and you know, building the Sydney FC side. Um, so I, I think um, he, he, didn't, he was injured in the first few rounds or so, so he didn't really get that much time to settle in. Mm. And by the time he'd been able to settle, it, settle in, um, Sydney FC started have, having injury problems and all that stuff. And so it's basically, I think, rushing him in, a bit like you know, Brian Grant. Mm where he, he was literally thrust into the, the deep end and having to play in a derby after Abbas came off and, and all that stuff after a 12-month layoff with a, yeah, an ACL injury. Mm, very good. Quick one on Perth-Melbourne victory. This was, a, this was an entertaining game. Perth were probably a bit lucky to come away with yeah. uh, anything from this game. Really. I think victory threw it away, honestly. Just lost it at the end. Uh, my, my my new favourite A-League player I've got on. Yes. Dagon. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I, I wonder how many tweets was Enter the Dragon when, when he came on. I know I was, I, I was thinking it when he came on. I didn't tweet it, though. I should have. You didn't tweet anyway. Except during the Asian Cup. I just, yeah, I'm all about Asian Cup at the moment. After I, that, you're not going to do anything for, for another four years or so. I'm honing <laughs> my Twitter skills at the moment. I'm, I, I, think I've, I think I've tweeted my hundredth post have you yeah so um, so that's, that, that was quite a big milestone for me he's, he's about to become the social media manager of 442 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so um, uh, there we go a couple of transfers Vitor Saba has been released um, Ferreira has left Adelaide to go to the Mariners I think that would be a really good signing actually because I don't really have anyone like that mm. Vitor Vitor no Ferreira oh, Fabio sorry. Ferreira he went to the Mariners, then they don't have anyone capable of providing that width for directness. Ferreira was very, very good. Well, I um, interviewed Ferreira 
I'm feeling very left out here. Uh, I think, I think, I think this is my job. <laughs> 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 Introduce me as a 442 journalist. Is this my job? <laughs> 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 have you interviewed Krishna and Bonavaccia? I have interviewed Bonavaccia. And Burns. I have interviewed Burns too. I've been a very busy man for 442. Anyway, you're a champion. Ferrero was. The interview will go up soon. Hasn't been up there yet because there's Asian Cup stuff going on. But yeah, Ferrero was saying he wasn't happy yet. Adelaide, uh, he wasn't, um, he wasn't, uh, he, he's been behind A1 Mobile, yep. and he also mm. started the season injured, um, and considering he had an amazing season last season, he played 23 games, scored 9 goals, yeah. and he was picked for the Fox Hill All-Stars, but couldn't play because uh, he got injured, so he's, um, he's going to be moving back to mm. New South Wales, he's got his auntie and uncle who lives here, so... Moving back to New South Wales? Yeah, when he first came to Australia, he um, played for Dulwich Hill which was a um, state league side and gave up football for a year and was working as a barista. Wow. Um, and he actually trialled with the Mariners, um, but got injured in the first training session. So um, then he uh, got the call to move to Adelaide. Um, John Cosmina signed him. So, yeah, so he's actually moving back to New South Wales and he'll be closer to his family. He's got um, an uncle and auntie that lives here too. Right. Big loss for the Red Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, well, um, he was actually a Chelsea youth product. Yeah. Back in the day, when he was about 18 or 19, he used to play for the Chelsea youth team. Is he Portuguese? Yeah. He's Portuguese. I don't think it'll be a big loss for the Reds because I actually signed um, someone who we're going to talk about. Uh, is it Panenka? <laughs> Panenka. That's a penalty. No, we've got Panenka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's the, <laughs> that's the penalty. What's his name? Um, <laughs> Palenka. Palenka. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <That's close. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Adelaide have signed a, um, a gentleman who played for Real Madrid three times and another one of the... Sp- there's some lot of Spaniards who play in the second division um, at Leeds United that I think that's what Gombal likes doing. Yeah, Gombal especially isn't it's actually great. that bad of a. It's a great thing. Yeah. I think the Spanish second division is pretty strong. If you can find a player in his mid twenties, well, if, yeah, basically, if you're playing in the uh, got hunger, if you're playing in the Segunda B league in La Liga, you are doing quite well. But um, uh, and it also translates quite well because they're paid very little. Mm, yeah. Anything mm. out of La Liga, even some of the lower La Liga teams, the the wages they get are so low. Except except it's Martin be- Odegaard is getting eighty k a week. That's it. It's it, it's so uh, disproportionate because all the TV money goes to, which is kind of fair enough, but it also makes this huge gulf in class. Mm. Um, so all the TV money goes to the big the big teams, yeah. so the players that unless they're playing Real Madrid. Yeah. They, don't, they, they don't get any TV money, which yeah. uh, which means then obviously that sort of filters down. They can't pay their players as much. Um, right, that's it. I'm actually. Uh, can I just say I'm actually really disappointed in Vidal Saba getting uh, released. Saba, I'm are you always a Sydney fan? Well, I, I, I'm just disappointed. Or a Saba fan. I, I'm just disappointed in the way they've dealt with the whole situation. Mm. I think it's ridiculous that you've got Tony Popovich, who has been virtually chasing this guy since the inauguration of the Wanderers. So that's about two, three years now. Um, and back then, uh, he, he wasn't able to join because he was still uh, playing his trade in the Serie RB. Um, but. He came on when Shinji Ono left, and, uh, and there was massive hype about him. Uh, you know, he's he's pretty inexperienced for a 23-year-old. He's, I think, he's only played like one full season without being injured, um, and so he was very inexperienced and um, a bit re- uh, overhyped, and to only play half a season at the Wanderers, and then you know to get your contract terminated, 
I think is a bit ridiculous. But there was a lot of talk about him being, you know, lazy on the training ground and not not making the full commitment to the Wanderers and for a coach so demanding like Popovich. Yeah. You, that's not what you want. Mm. And did you I mean, make him shave his beard? Is that why he's upset? Is that what happened? Because <laughs> I wouldn't saw, put a past Popovich. Because I saw a picture with that. Is that because he's got no beard now? Is that right? No, no idea. But I mean, but he's, I mean, he's neither got a beard or a club. <laughs> but the coach has the power to discipline players. But he probably um, did. Like if you, like I'm, I'm certain that Popovich wouldn't just go all right. Or like no. you're out of here, Saba. Mm. I don't like you, especially for a club like the Wanderers. It would still be, you know, be keeping the the purse strings pretty tight. You know, you don't want to be wasting money on players like Saba and having to release him from contract and things like that. Mm. Have you interviewed him? From? Saba? Yeah. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit left out here because I haven't interviewed anyone. Get, get interviewing people then. Yeah. Well, Stop analysing football all the time. I interviewed my mum. She's making chicken sizzle tonight, so I'm <laughs> She's actually the tactical mastermind. Yeah, she's, <laughs> and she's the one that writes all the stuff. <laughs> Can I have your mum's number? <laughs> 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 let's, let's hope to right. Mrs. Palmer does not. Uh, let's, 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 let's wrap it up. Here. Sorry, sorry, Mrs. Palmer. Is that a joke? Mrs. Palmer and her five friends. Anyway, <laughs> um, we did make some. <laughs> but, all right, moving on. Come on, compose yourselves. Tim, you um, yourself so open. <laughs> <laughs> um, we made some predictions last week's pod, and uh, and Khan's got off the board. Two points on the board. You're only 16 points behind oh, um, the Cronin on 18, so <laughs> y- y- you can definitely catch him up. <laughs> Piece of cake. Um, so we, we all um, all got a couple of scores right. Um, even Kev, that we predicted for him. That's ridiculous. He got four off. He, 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 that was the closest. That was actually the closest out of anyone <laughs> guessing the correct score. <laughs> and we did it for him. Ridiculous answers. Anyway. Um, all right, so there's only two games this weekend. Let's have quick predictions for um, City Wanderers. Cronin. Um, Manchester City, 2-0. 2-0. Tim? Wanderers, 2-1. Two one to Wanderers. I've gone one one. Con. All right. Uh, Manchester City's away jersey. Uh, three nil. Good man. Nil. You're sticking to your your you know the whole idea that the Wanderers won't score yeah, until the end right. of the season. Kev is going for six nil Wanderers. Good shot. Um, six nil Wanderers. I disagree. I think he's going for. It. All right. Well, this is quicker. Cronin, uh, Brisbane Phoenix, Monday night. Wasn't that game on like two weeks ago? Brisbane Phoenix. And the Phoenix won 3 0. I swear that was the last game of the round. Couldn't they have had a bit more variety? And Maybe it's. Well, it's like they, they had two Sydney derbies in the space of like six weeks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they should definitely spread the bigger games out. Anyway. I think uh, Damien Dubuin thinks it's like a three match series, <laughs> like they do in the uh, one day games. State of Origin. He's from the he cricket. A League series. He's the cricket administrator, so probably that's where he. Yeah, maybe. Not <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Come on, Cronin. Brisbane, Wellington. Give me a score. Wellington. 2 1. Ooh, I just went 2 1 as well. Tim? Uh, Wellington, 2 0. Go. Well, continue as well. And seven, six oh. to Brisbane for Kev. Um, 
Lovely stuff. Well, that concludes our pod for today. Um, enjoy the game, gentlemen, on Saturday. Go the Socceroos. Go the Roos. Bring some silverware home. Um, there's also a mag out, Bresciano on the front cover. Go out and buy it. It's only on sale for another 10 days. Um, keep us in a job. Keep us doing this. And um, <laughs> uh, enjoy the game. Go the Socceroos. Thanks, gents. Thank you. See you later. Thank you. Bye.